my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. Have you ever felt lost? Like your identity and who you are as a person has just disappeared. You don't even know who you are anymore. You don't know what you like. You've gotten so caught up in being someone else and being the person everyone wants you to be that you can't even find who you are anymore. I have. I've actually been in that spot, unfortunately, a couple of times. So I thought I would jump in here and share with you a little bit about that and also what I have done to find myself and to get really solid with who I am. So I went from complete, essentially identity crisis to super solid in my foundation and who I am. So let me take you back quite a few years. I was a new mom. I was still married. And back then I was so unsure of myself. I didn't believe like that I was a good person. I thought I was hard to handle that, you know, people endured me rather than adored me, right? And I kind of felt sorry for the people who were taking me on as this big challenge. And there was a variety of reasons that that led me down that path. But bottom line, I really didn't trust myself. And so I took a lot of advice from other people and I took it to heart and I practiced it. And I'm an all-in kind of girl, so I gave it my all. Some of that even included the type of music I listened to. So when I say I changed everything about myself, that is legit what I mean. So I remember one day my kids were little. I I only had my two, two of my three boys at that time. They were just teeny. And my sister had come to visit me and we were sitting downstairs in my basement. And one of my favorite furniture pieces was a stereo. And It was back in the day when we listened to nothing but CDs and I had this really nice stereo and a CD carousel that used to be just packed full of CDs. So my sister and I are downstairs and we're just talking and having a good time and I'm feeling amazing and I want to throw on some music because I was always a music girl. So I got to the CD carousel and I started spinning it around and nothing in there spoke to who I was. And it really set me back. Like I was extremely shaken by this because what was left was country music. And I'm not a super country girl. Um, Actually, when I listen to it, a lot of it makes me hostile now. So I really kind of try to avoid it. But that was what was there. I had some popular opera music that I still actually kind of like. And then kid music, like the wheels on the bus type stuff and church music for kids. And I sat there and looked at that and it was mostly empty. There were only a few CDs in this huge carousel. And I, 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 it was my first realization at how lost I had become because all of the music that I loved 
I had gotten rid of because someone else had told me it was bad. They had told me it was bad for me. They had told me it was bad for my children with developing brains and all of that. And true to form for myself, the all-in kind of girl, I got rid of it. I didn't want that in my house if it wasn't good for me and my family. So I kind of vapor locked and my sister's super awesome. She caught on to what was going on with me and she's like, it's okay, it's okay, you know, because my 80s hairband music was gone. So I'm going to give you a second to let that sink in. My 80s hairband music was gone, all of it. Poison is my band. They have been my band since I was in fourth grade. They were gone. All of that stuff was gone. Metallica, Bon Jovi, you name it. None of those CDs even existed for me anymore. And that was kind of what I was going to look for and start playing some Motley Crue, something because it makes me feel so good. I love that music. It pumps me up and I feel a little bit mischievous, but super high energy. And none of it was there. And I remember she and I talked about it. I, I told her I remembered throwing it away. I was kind of a mess over this whole situation. And I realized in that moment, you know, even though we were talking about music, to me, it was so much more than music. Because to me, that was a huge part of my identity. It was who I was as a person. And I recognized that I, I didn't even know who I was anymore. I had no idea who Tanya was because I had become a completely different person in all areas of my life. My sister jumped in and kind of saved me. She was, you know, she's like, I have all this music. I'll start sending you some of the CDs. You can listen to them. And the ones that you like, you know, we can replace for you. The ones you don't, you don't have to have whatever. And so luckily she was there to kind of help me through that moment. And she did just that. She got home. She, she lives in a different town. So when she got home, she'd mail me some stuff. I would sit down and listen to it. And I really started with music, uh, with re, I guess, learning myself, defining who I was. I had to figure it all out again because I was really stuck in a place of my culture, my society, my family, my whatever is telling me that what I love isn't good, but I'm believing it. And why? Why do they get to be right? Who says they're right? How do you call it a guilty pleasure when you're not even doing anything wrong that you feel guilty for, right? So I just really had so much going on in my head and I was, I was a mess for a while, but that was where I started. I started with something as simple as music and I started to just really start to pay attention to what I liked, what made me feel good versus what I was supposed to be listening to. And guys, let me tell you, the stuff that I was, quote unquote, supposed to be listening to that my family thought was better for me and everything, I felt miserable when I listened to that. It wasn't true to me. It didn't jazz me up. It didn't make me feel excited about life. Your music is a part of you. And nobody else needs to tell you what's good for you, what's not good for you. You do you. You get to decide. There was a time later in my life where I started listening to some pretty harsh music and I loved it. And at the time it was so perfect for where I was at and what I wanted. And eventually I was like, okay, this is a little bit too hate filled for where I want to be. 
And so I backed off of it a little bit. I still have it. I still love it. I still save it for those moments. But I get to decide. Now it's my decision. It's my choice. And I will tell you what, if you ever come to my house and you catch me listening to some 80s hair music, you know it's a good day because that's just my happy place. So what I want to talk to you about here is when you get lost, don't beat yourself up because there are reasons that that happens. We have become people, we're people pleasers, right? We have become so focused on serving our kids, serving our partners, serving the people we serve in our jobs and in our church work and whatever you do. You serve so many people and their opinions count. They do matter to us. To, I do love the idea of other people's opinions don't matter. But in reality, to me, and to I know to a lot of you, they still matter. And so we do still take a lot of that on and we try to be the person that others want us to be. So don't beat yourself up because that's what got you where you are. But I really want you to start thinking about the idea that you can be the person that others want you to be, you're just going to do it your way, not theirs. So of course, you're going to get some pushback and you're going to get people who are telling you that you're not doing it right. And that's where you can tell them to take a hike. Because just because you're not doing it their way, and you're doing it your way doesn't mean that you're wrong. If they don't like it, that's kind of their problem. So I really want to give you some tips and tricks and ideas of how you find yourself when you have really kind of had an identity crisis, you've become lost, you recognize that you're behaving in a way or acting in a way or listening to music or whatever that isn't true to you. So you start just like I did with the little things. And I want you to try something new. I used to have a rule of firsts is what I called it. And my rule of first was anytime I traveled, And with my job, I travel quite a bit. And so anytime I traveled and I went someplace new, even if I went to a similar city where I've been to a thousand times, I tried something new. I intentionally sought out one new thing each and every time I left my house to go travel. So a lot of times that was food, right? Because when you travel and you go away, you eat new food. So I would try a new cuisine. I'm a small town girl from the middle of nowhere, and I remember trying some Middle Eastern cuisine and Ethiopian food, Thai food, Korean food, all kinds of different food that I couldn't get in my little town. I didn't know if I was going to like it or not, and worst case scenario, I'm out the price of a meal. Big deal, right? I started with things that little. My rule of first was that I had to try something new. Now, of course, we would always, especially if I traveled with a group, we had our favorite chain restaurants. So if I ended up going to a chain restaurant, my rule of first still applied where at least once I had to try a different dish, something that I had never tried before. So that really kind of got me started on opening my mind to trying new things and to figuring out what I liked. I had been even some of the things that I had done to myself. So for example, I grew up hating eggs, absolutely despised eggs and fish. You couldn't get me to touch eggs or fish with a 10 foot pole. I didn't know how to cook them. And until I had kids and learned that scrambled eggs were was good for their brains, 
that was probably the first time I'd ever made scrambled eggs. Like I didn't even know how to cook it because I hated it. And all of a sudden, because I started trying these new things, I remember I was in California with my family, my mom and my sister. We were down there for my other sister's wedding. And we went to a sushi place and I'm eating sushi and my mom is sitting across the table from me and she's like, who are you? And where's my daughter? Because my daughter doesn't eat fish. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the new me. Nice to meet you, right? (laughs) So over time, and the more I tried, the more I found that I like that stuff now. I eat eggs all the time. I eat fish anytime I'm in the mood. And I love sushi. And now my kids all eat sushi. That all started because of this rule of first from trying new cuisines and trying new dishes. Now, it doesn't have to just be about food. I mean, we all love to eat, so that's a good place to start, right? But I want you to think of other things as you're trying to get to know yourself again, trying to find out who you are and reinvent yourself. Start trying new things. If you used to love to read or you do love to read, try a different genre. When I was growing up, I used to read quite a bit. And especially when I was shortly out of high school, I would read a ton. I was, I always had my head in a book and I'm not a whole lot different now, I'm going to tell you, but reading was a big deal to me. And I was huge into like epic fantasy fiction. I loved any kind of dragon story. That was my thing. And over time, I just got to a place where I was like, oh, this story feels the same. I just, it kind of, I lost my motivation to read because I was bored with that genre. So I started trying different things and I started reading crime novels. Well, I love them and they're great, but as you know, my day job, I work with law enforcement and so a lot of the crime novels felt like reality, felt like I was just an extension of my job. I was still at work in a way. So I started putting those down because they weren't making me feel better. It just made me feel like I was going back to work on a weekend. So then I tried romance novels. And that was a swing and a miss, let me tell you. Um, I still don't think I could pick them up and enjoy them at the moment. I'm guessing probably not. But when I did pick them up, you got to understand I was in a really bad place. Totally anti-love. So I'm picking up romance novels and they were pissing me off because I didn't believe that that was happening. There's no such thing as a fairy tale. And then I really struggle with the damsel in distress stuff because I'm a super independent person and I believe people enhance our lives and make it better. But please don't tell me I can't save myself. Oh, that is such a trigger. So the romance novels and I didn't get along either. And I just kept trying things. Eventually, I came across self-help books. And I remember at the time, the first one that I read is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And it was sitting on my shelf for months before I even cracked it open. And finally, one day I did. And holy cow, my whole world changed. My soul was hungry for personal development and self-help. And I have read a minimum of 20 books a year for the past six years on personal development, professional development, because that is what I needed. That's what helped me learn more about who I am. It taught me practices to help me get into a better headspace. All kinds of cool stuff came from that. That spoke to me. I have a lot of other friends who like different genres and that's okay. That's going to help you get to know you, 
but try them. Try different things. Some of the other things that I started to do was taking classes. I found local people in my community. A couple years ago, I went and took a photography class because I wanted to learn how to use a camera not on the manual setting. I wanted to be able to have fun taking pictures of my family. And this year and last year, I was able to take my kids' school pictures out in the woods where we love to be, and I took them myself, and they're actually pretty good. I don't have any expectations of becoming a professional photographer by any means, but I love taking pictures. And I have since I was in elementary school. I used to have a little camera, and back in the day, I would take these pictures on film and you could mail in the whole little disposable camera and they would send you back pictures. It was like Christmas when I'd have a, a film picture packet developed to my house. I loved that. So I'm finding things that I had actually completely forgotten how much I enjoyed that even when I was little and I'm incorporating them into my life again and I'm getting to know myself. Some of the things that I used to like to do was bake. I've tried that again. It's just... I'm not loving it. So I go ahead and set that aside. That's okay. That doesn't work for me anymore. But the things I like, I do more of. And the things that I find I don't like, I can put away. But the point is to try something new. Even if you know that you've hated it your whole life, that's okay. Still try it. Some of the other things that I have tried are yoga. I tried yoga for the first time. And let me tell you guys, it's so much better when you take it from a class. I love yoga. I love the way it makes me feel, and I don't do it nearly enough. Recently, I started taking some jujitsu classes. Thank you to my coach, Scott. He's awesome. And it's so fun. I'm learning things. I'm feeling empowered. I'm recognizing that if I was in a bad situation, I'm not going to pretend that at the moment I'd be good at it, but I can start seeing ways that I could defend myself where I wouldn't have been able to do that even a couple of months ago. It's empowering. It feels great. And it's fun. I don't know how long I'm going to do it. I have no visions of going on and competing. It's just something I'm enjoying right now. And it's getting, giving me an opportunity to get to know myself a little bit more. I also started archery. Several years ago, I had... Well, I remember my mom talking about taking an archery class when she was in college. And I kind of always, I was intrigued by that. And I didn't really know anyone that did archery. And, it, and about five years ago, I met someone who did. They taught me how to shoot a bow. I got a compound bow. I love that. I love to go shoot. I don't do it very much. I'm not hunting. I just go out in the woods or in the desert even and take my little target and I fling a few arrows. And it's a form of meditation for me because in that moment, I get to zone out. The rest of what's around me doesn't matter. I'm focusing on the draw. I'm sighting on that target and I exhale as I release. And it's just, I love to do it. Again, I don't have any visions of being some amazing archery person or anything, but it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm finding something that gets me excited, that lifts me up, that makes me feel good. I have tried golfing. I learned really quickly that that is not my thing. And I recognize that I love to go with people and I will drive your cart around all day long and hang out and have fun. But 
I have lots of other hobbies that I would enjoy a lot more. So I'm kind of good not to golf. There's just so much that you can get to know about yourself when you go do things. In a way, it's like you're dating yourself. Like when you meet someone new and you go on a first date or the first several dates, you start trying new things. You go new places. You do miniature golf. You, I don't know, whatever you do. And little by little, you get to know that person more and more. You find out the things they like, the things they don't like. And you're doing the same thing with yourself. So when you feel lost and you feel like you're having an identity crisis, slow down and recognize that you don't need to jump into this. You don't have to figure yourself out all in one day. This doesn't have to be rushed. You're not in a hurry. Take your time and slowly get to know who you are and recognize that even if it's a long held belief you can let that go. I know my first introduction to motorcycles was by my sister who has passed away and she came to visit me one day. She came to visit my family. I was in first or second grade. I was teeny. And she took me to the Harley store and she lifted me up and put me on this huge Harley. Now, I don't know what it was, but to me, it felt enormous. I was teeny. And she said, one of these days, I'm going to ride this. I'm going to get one of these and I'm going to ride one of these. And she didn't have an opportunity to get one before she passed away. But I remember being so fascinated by Harleys. And so my first motorcycle was a Harley. And I never thought I would ride anything different. And then I got introduced to dirt bikes. And my kids all have dirt bikes. It's kind of become a family thing. And I love it. And then hold the phone. I discovered or was introduced, thank you, Brandon, to adventure motorcycles. And they are motorcycles where you can ride on the street and the highway. And then you can say, oh, hey, check out that little dirt road over there. Let's hop off and go ride that. You can ride in the trees, in the dirt, and then turn around and go right back on the road and get you to wherever you want to go. And that has become my happy place. I cannot wait to jump on that motorcycle and go riding. I am excited. It just, every time I get on it, I'm smiling. I say over and over and over again how I love this bike. I love this bike. And I'll, I'll tell Brandon, I'll say, I'm sure you've never heard me say this, but can I just tell you how much I love this bike? And he just chuckles at me and he's so excited that I love it so much. But I had to try something new in order for me to find out that that was my thing. That is where I feel home, at home. And previously, I had a mindset that it was Harley or nothing. And now I have this amazing bike that I, you can't get me off of hardly. So as you're getting to know yourself, be willing to be open-minded, even about things that you have previously decided were a yes or a non-negotiable. Allow yourself to be open-minded as you try and figure this out and try to get to know yourself better. What this whole process will do for you, the more you get to know yourself, the more you fall in love with yourself. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. Others can't love you until you love yourself because you can't allow them to. 
And until you have a true knowledge of who you are and of your identity and what you bring to the world and all of your fun interests and things that make you happy and light you up, the more you get to know yourself in that way, the more you add value to other people. So yes, this is a bonus for you, but it's a bonus for everyone around you. If you find things that you enjoy, such as my 80s hairband, right, or my adventure motorcycle, every time I'm around the things I enjoy, my energy's up, my spirit is lifted, and everyone that I love and care about that is around me They feel that. They feed off of that. My energy is contagious. My enthusiasm for life is contagious. And I truly have been able to bring the joy. I don't bring the joy for myself. I mean, yeah, I do. I want to be happy and joyful. But it's so much more fulfilling when I can bring that joy home or when I can bring that joy into my workplace. So that is why I want to challenge you If you're feeling lost, if you're feeling really just stuck in a rut, I want you to start getting to know yourself again. Try new things. Be creative. Be curious. And really just allow yourself to enjoy the the process. It's okay if you check something and scratch it off your list and say, I will never do that again. Go for it. Look at what you learned that's okay. But you also had an adventure trying to figure that out and learning that that was definitely a no-go, right? Okay, my friend, thank you so much for being here and for listening. I really hope that you try some of these, try them on for size, see what you think and get to know you. And then start involving those that you love in this rule of first. How fun would that be for you to get confident in a rule of first and then start teaching that to your kids? You could make a game of it. Even if you go to the park every single weekend, you can help them play the game of first. We have to try one new thing while we're here. What shall it be? And get creative with your kids. Do this with your spouse or your significant other. We want to go one place new this summer or this year. We want to try one new cuisine, or we want to try something together that we've never done, like archery, or I highly recommend motorcycles, and I have decided that that is the best thing for couples, but you know, you do you. Anyway, I hope this is helpful, and I really want to encourage you to adopt the rule of first, and then jump on my website. Go to theheartofconfidence.com forward slash lost. That'll be the show notes for this episode. And I want you to put in the comments what you tried with your rule of first. Comment in there. Let me know what you're doing, what you loved about it, and how this is helping you. I cannot wait to hear from you. And make sure you hit subscribe so I can be back in your downloads next week. All right. Have a fabulous day.